0: This is a podcast where I talk about mythological creatures, myths in general, cryptids, and lore of the world. Sometimes I will be joined by some of my friends. But today, I am alone, and we are talking about one of my favorite myths of all time. I may be a little bit biased because it's from a mythos that I absolutely adore with like, literally a passion and it is going to be a greek myth about the story of medusa now the story of medusa has been talked about in many different forms by many different people so it's something that can be kind of misconstrued or even lost in translation so what could be the real reason why medusa became what she is the story of Medusa is about a beautiful young woman who was cursed by the god Athena and turned into a hideous beast with the snake of a tail, snake of a tail, tail of a snake, hair made of snakes, and a gaze that can turn men to stone. But before we get into too much of that, thank you so much for coming and listening to this. Um, I'm really excited to be doing this because mythology is one of my favorite things ever. So I figured, why not do a podcast educating myself and anyone who may watch. So, Medusa happens to be the child of two gods, Forky's and Cato. They are both water-based gods that came from the first water god. No, not Poseidon, something different. But in Greek mythology, Medusa, meaning guardian or protectress, was a Gorgon and a thonic female monster, and as I said, the daughter of Four Keys and Cato. Gazing directly upon her would turn a man to stone. She was beheaded by the hero Perseus, using the sword Harpy, who thereafter used her head as a weapon until he gave it to the goddess Athena. To place on her shield the Aegis so we kind of all know that's the gist of it but there's a lot more there's some versions where Athena did it because she just wanted to and because she was jealous and petty and all of that but the particular one that I feel we will get to in a little while because let's talk about Medusa in classic mythology so in classic Greek mythology there are three count them three Gorgons, which consist of the Gorgon sisters, obviously Medusa, Scythno, and Uriel. <clears throat> and obviously they were the children of the ancient Marine deities for Keys and Cato, as I've said several times, but the spelling varies depending on the accounts. Um, their genealogy is shared with the other sisters named Gray, which are also the children of those same people. Uh, And they're kind of like the fates, but not really. But they'll be like their own thing. Ascurus, I I apologize if I am pronouncing that wrong, Prometheus Bound describes them thus. Near them, their sisters three, the Gorgons, winged with snakes for hair and hatred for mortal men. When this was a very prevalent thing in greek mythology obviously we all know about the minotaur and the centaur there's always something in greek mythology that happens to be half human half something else and this is obviously no difference but the thing that doesn't make sense to me with the way that they were described the only thing that describes Medusa having wings happens to be a decorative piece in stone where she's surrounded by snakes and has angel wings. And before we get too two more into Medusa, that doesn't necessarily make sense with the third sister, Uriel. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, so I apologize, but she's normally defi- depicted as a slothy kind of gorgon like she is really big and unless her wings are like dragon wings she's not gonna be able to get off the ground but while ancient greek vase painters and carvers envisioned medusa and her gorgon sisters as being born monstrous sculptors and vase painters of the 5th century started to picture her as being a beautiful as well as horrific however in late versions of medusa's myth related by roman poet ovid medusa was originally a beautiful maiden the jealous aspiration of many suitors and priestess in athena's temple that what we're about to get into is a little bit triggering so here is your trigger warning i apologize but this is part of the actual myth this is also the one that i believe to be mostly true with a few changes just because athena was not necessarily a jealous god like some people think she is anyway she was raped by poseidon in athena's temple the enraged Athena transformed Medusa's beautiful hair into serpents, and made her face so terrible to behold that the mere sight of it would turn men into stone. Ovid's tellings, Perseus describes in Ovid's tellings, Perseus describes Medusa's punishment by Athena as just and well deserved. It comes full circle in retrospect that Poseidon, a man, defiled her and Perseus, a man, ultimately killed her. So, her backstory is a little bit tragic, and quite honestly, this is the particular version of the story that I happen to think is the most realistic, just for the fact that Athena wasn't necessarily the petty god. Like, she wasn't Athena who... Got told that women were prettier than her and lock them away or let bad things happen to them or had her son Eros kidnap somebody who he ended up falling in love with. Like, she's not this petty. She's also definitely not as petty as Hades, who fucking we can already tell by modern and Western adaptations of him. He's literally so petty. Anyway... Now we're going to talk about her death. In most versions of the story, she's beheaded by the hero Perseus, who was sent on a quest to fetch her head by King Polydectes, which again, I apologize if I am mispronouncing that. And it was supposed to be a gift. With the help of Athena and Hermes, who supplied him with winged sandals, Hades' cap of invisibility, a sword, and a mirrored shield, he accomplished this quest he slew Medusa by walking and looking at her harmless reflection in the mirror instead of looking directly at her to prevent turning him to stone. By some accounts, the hero severed Medusa's head from her neck, and then two offspring sprung forth because Medusa was, in fact, impregnated by Poseidon. The offsprings were the winged horse, Pegasus, and the golden giant, Kairosaur, again. I apologize. Death of Medusa and the birth of offspring. But according to Ovid in his writings, Perseus flew past the Titan Atlas who stood holding the sky on his shoulders and transformed him into stone in a similar manner. The corals of the Red Sea were said to be formed by Medusa's blood that spilled onto the seaweed. When Perseus laid down Medusa's head beside the shore during his short time in Ethiopia where he then saved and wed his future wife the lovely princess Andromeda who we all kind of know from most if not all Greek movies because almost all Greek movies have some kind of thing to do with Perseus and another thing happened from her blood according to Ovid The poisonous vipers of the Sahara were said to have been born from the split drops of her blood. And then Perseus flew to Seraphis, where his mother was about to marry the same king who sent him on this quest. Forced, obviously, because ancient Greece. And then the king was turned to stone by the gaze of Medusa's head. He then gave the Gorgon's head to Athena, who placed it on her on her shield, the Aegis. So that's pretty much the gist of her story, but there's a little bit more, but that's kind of more pop culture things. So she appeared in a show in August of 2009 called Clash of the Gods, which was a TV documentary, quote unquote, about mythological things. The first five or seven episodes were about Greek mythology, and her episode was number five, in which the version of her story that they talk about is the one where Poseidon took advantage of her. Um, She also was loosely referenced in a TV show called Xena the Warrior Princess in an episode in 1995, I believe it was January 1995, (coughs) called The Wrong Path. This episode had to do with a completely, completely different side of Greek mythology, but I will touch on it because it's kind of important. In this episode, Hera, jealous of Hercules, which we all know, killed his family, which sent him into a horrible, angry rage, where he literally killed practically everybody. In this, the Medusa-esque creature was called a she-demon, which was more close to an Indian gorgon-type thing, which I will get into later, and also I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but they were more feminine and beautiful. So they were the tails of a serpent and the upper body of a gorgeous woman, but they were bloodthirsty. They had no ability to turn people to stone, from what I remember from the show, but that's kind of the closest thing in something themed after Greek and Roman mythology that is not directly the same. She also has a character inspired by her from Marvel Comics called Medusa. She is part of the Inhumans, which are Kree superheroes, basically, so if you know uh, the Kree from the Fantastic Four, or even Teddy, who is Hulkling. He is also a Kree. So they're the same species. Um, she has a wild mane of fiery red locks in which she can control. Granted, they're not snakes, but clearly she's supposed to be based off of Medusa because they share the same name. Meanwhile, in children's pop culture, Medusa has been put in practically any show you can think of Grimm's adventures with billy and mandy most likely adventure time and also my little pony there is a character in my little pony who was a super villain called maniac granted her design was more so based off of the joker from dc comics because her color scheme is purple and green But 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 she has green uncontrollable locks that kind of resemble snakes in game appearances she's been in almost everything you can think of if it has to do with greece she's probably in it she was in the god of war series where kratos was scorned by his family and goes on a murderous rampage killing everyone in greece and medusa happens to be one of them and if i remember correctly she was in the first game and then the other two were in the later two games and then after murdering his entire family He flees to Sweden and Norway and starts living among Norse gods, where his son is the incarnation of a Norse god. But we'll get into that once we start diving into Norse mythology. Other pop culture things. This one's a little bit more fashion-y, quote-unquote, But the House of Versace, or Versace, because it depends on how you say it, their logo is a Medusa head. Medusa's impact has gone everywhere from Rome, Italy, like specifically Italy, like lots of Italy. (laughs) Um, So it's Greece, Italy, and then even some in like the UK, like everyone around the world has at least one thing or has seen something that is referring to the legendary medusa but what do you think happened do you think athena was jealous and wanted her to suffer or do you think like i happen to think that she felt bad for medusa and decided i don't want this to happen to her ever again and as a result made her what she is today granted it's not the best way to help i mean she could have just beat the shit out of poseidon but in that time did gods didn't really fight too too much i mean they did just not over stuff like this because back then it wasn't necessarily the worst thing that could happen um there is an article that refers to Medusa as a negative depiction of African American women. Although that can a hundred percent be true, if you're trying to break down the actual myth of Medusa, but don't bring up anything about Medusa besides that her hair her snakes look like dreads and she's ugly, like that's not necessarily a race thing. It's a beautiful woman being turned into a snake monster. But I digress. I, sa- I don't have to deal with those racial transgressions, but I do understand how Medusa can be taken as a bad depiction of African-American women, but I personally do not think that's what it was. <clears throat> it was a woman who was so devout to a god got scorned by another god and punished for literally no reason, and then ultimately murdered by a hero sent after her. And we're also going to learn in future episodes that Poseidon happens to be one of the more petty gods, definitely nowhere near as petty as Aphrodite, or Hades, or even Hera for that matter. But Athena is definitely at the bottom of the list when it comes to pettiness. Anyway, thank you so much for watching, well, watching, (laughs) thank you so much for listening to my first ever episode of Cryptic Delights. In the next episode, we might be discussing a lesser known UK cryptid. This one, I will give you a hint, has made an appearance in a cartoon show. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you have any suggestions of what you would like to hear me talk about, please feel free to leave it in the comments below, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.